This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, and good morning to you listeners. Thank y'all so much for tuning in for another wonderful episode of Exit Strategy Radio Show. Hey, I'm your host. Yes, that is me, Colwyn J. Millett, broken owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in Beauty, North Charleston, South Carolina. Guys, hey, if this is your first time listening to this show, hey, we are going to have a ball here today because our mission, as you all know, and please say it with me, is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education because we are doing what? Legacy building. That is what we do. So guys, today we have with us one of the leaders in the mortgage industry here locally in the Charleston area. But guys, look, he services wherever he gets to call. All right. He can help you out. So guys, we have with us Joe Landingham with Carolina One Mortgage. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Corin. How are you doing? I am phenomenal. So first of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be here on the show. So if you don't mind, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Who is Joe Landingham? Well, I actually started as a realtor back in March of 2010. Closed about 150 properties in my real estate career. And then last September, October, I was given an opportunity to move over to our mortgage side with Carolina One Mortgage in our downtown office on Rutledge Avenue. And I took that opportunity and I've been officially licensed as a loan officer since February the 1st of this year in this new role. Definitely picked a quite interesting time to make the switch with the market shift and rates and stuff like that. I love what I do. I love helping people reach their goals in real estate, 
So it's just a very rewarding career to be involved in. And every day is something new. And it's something that I really, really enjoy. So, Joe, you started in the industry as an agent, quote unquote, smack dab in the middle of the recession. Is that a pretty fair assessment? Yeah, we were doing a lot of REOs, a lot of bank-owned properties. We were doing a lot of short sales at the time. So, yeah, when I got into it, we were definitely in a lot different of a market than what we are in now. That's for sure. Look, that is interesting. So, obviously, you got a lot of stories to share, possibly from that time period coming forward. So, now we're in a quote-unquote different time period. So. Let me ask you this, and and this is kind of a loaded question, but let me ask you this. What similarities do you see in the current market versus what you saw back when you first got in? Similarities? Do you see any? Well, we're always trying to help people either find their next home, find their quote unquote forever home, trying to find where they're wanting to go in their lives. People are always going to be buying and selling. There may be differences in rates. There may be differences in you know, other things, but ultimately you know, we are definitely you know, still trying to help people reach a certain goal. For a lot of different people, that can be a lot of different types of goals that they're trying to obtain, but ultimately that's what we're here for and we're trying to help educate people on what's the best way of reaching that goal. So I'm trying to think similarities. I don't think there's quite as many as there was back in 2010. I mean, things have definitely changed. We definitely don't see hardly any foreclosures or short sales on the market right now. Uh, If they do, they're definitely few and far in between. But that's not to say that there aren't out there. Because of course, as you know, there's definitely some opportunities that are out there in that type of market. But we just may not see them quite as often. So that's a little bit of a, a tougher question to go back 10 years and try to sit here and see what type of similarities there are. One, the reason for the question is because obviously, as we are doing, going through, if you will, trying to answer questions for people with such in current climate, there's this belief, this myth, if you will, that we are destined to return to that time period that we've already been through. You know, there's a lot of people that are believing that the market's going to crash and things of that nature. So as someone who's been around for a while, sometimes we look and we see these things differently. Hence my question. As being someone who's worked, quote unquote, both sides of the fence, let me also ask you or bring this question, quote unquote, to bear. As an agent, you obviously have had experiences and felt there were certain things that people needed to know from a lending standpoint. Now, being a lender, what is that information that you wish that as an agent that a lender had told someone or shared with them or educated them on so they would be better prepared consumers? Well, I mean, I believe 100% this is still, no matter what type of environment we're in, I still 100% believe this is a relationship business. You're only there for transaction or just focus solely on getting you know this property to the closing table and not really focused on building the relationship with your client, you're doing a disservice to yourself. You really have to you know, take the time, get to know your client, 
find out more information about their family, their kids, their dreams, their goals. You've got to remember that we're all people. We like talking about ourselves. We like talking about our kids. We like talking about our pets. Again, this is a relationship business. You have to be there for them now, but also show your value in you know, why you want to you know, possibly do business with this person in the future or you know, refer them to your mom or dad that may be moving to the area soon or you know, their brother, sister, a good friend. Again, you've got to take the time and build that rapport and build that relationship. Whether you're an agent or a loan officer, either one, that goes across into multiple different businesses or faucets. I mean, this is a relationship business and you've got to you know, take the time to build that relationship. So, Joe, what are like the struggles that and difficulties that, that let's say I'm buyer, I'm looking to explore mortgage options. What is probably, if you could pinpoint maybe like the number one thing that people are having a difficult time with um, in the current climate, what would that be? I think with what's happened over the last several months with rate increasing a good bit from what we were seeing you know, during the pandemic levels of 2020, 2021, the rates going up have definitely possibly pushed some people outside of what they were possibly approved for in the past. So when you have a mindset of being able to buy up here and then you have to be brought down a level, it's always harder, I think, to go down than it is to go up. So I think, you know, mindset with some people has definitely been a little bit of a, of a challenge for them to realize what they can now afford versus what they possibly could have afforded back when the rates were a little bit lower than what we're seeing now. I think also another challenge is, you know, we've seen a good bit of people that are tapping out on you know, available credit credit cards and so forth to where they are maxing out some of their credit cards, which that's definitely not a good thing to do. You need to keep that ratio 30% or lower. That way it doesn't really negatively affect your credit report and possibly bring that score lower. So your credit card usage. Also, it seems like auto financing has definitely been a little easier for some so we've gotten you know quite a bit of people that are you know getting into vehicle loans with quite large payments, and so of course a larger car payment you know affects your DPI and will affect you're ultimately able to afford when it comes to a home loan. And so I think people need to be a little bit more aware, you know, the debts that they are incurring, car payments that they're you know tag- taking on, especially if they're looking at to buy a home in the near future, because some of those things can definitely be pretty detrimental to what they can end up buying. That is interesting. You should make mention of that. A couple of few days ago in relationship to someone on social media who had bought a car and they just bought this new car, but then they're tagging their agent in a post saying, hey, my house is next. And I'm thinking to myself, eh, we might have did that one backwards. Just maybe, who knows? But I share this story, Joe. This is from years and years ago, but I share this story of a lady who came. Um, she had attended a workshop that I had hosted or participated in at some point in time, did not engage my services. She went on about her business elsewhere, which was fine, but she ended up in my office because she was a few weeks from closing on a brand new house that was built, and she had went out and bought a car, 
and no longer qualified to purchase that house and was mm-hmm. in my office seeking my help, trying to find solutions. But again, I wasn't the agent that worked with or helped her at the time. And I hated it for, and I tried to give her some advice. One thing I told her, get rid of the car, <laughs> you know, yeah. figure out how you're going to get rid of it because buying the car offset or through her debt ratio completely out of line. And sometimes that's what people sometimes miss. My conversation was, well, how did you get here? You know, I want to have an understanding. Well, my car had issues. Okay, well, couldn't you fix it? Well, yeah, but I got tired of fixing it. Well, you could have fixed it a little bit longer and could have had a different scenario, a different situation. Are you seeing a fair amount of that as well, as you kind of may mention with cars? I mean, everybody's trying to get a deal. Everybody's trying to sell something big ticket right now over the last couple of years to inject money into the economy. People are trying to sell everything. Is that kind of what you've been seeing as well? Yeah, we've definitely seen some instances of that lately where we've had to help educate some borrowers on either refinancing the car to a lower payment, selling the car outright. I mean, because right now in the used car segment, we're definitely seeing something that is a little bit different that hasn't necessarily been seen in years past where vehicles are holding up to their value, where you know they're not going down as much you know, just because of some of the shortages with some of the materials that they had to use with the chips and all that kind of stuff. Used car values are still holding up a little bit. So people are able to refinance or sell and get out up underneath that. So we have had some people that's actually done that recently to be able to make it to where they can buy a house. It's all about priority. If someone is given the information and are giving ways to make something attainable, of course, we can give all the information possible, but it's ultimately up to them to take that information and do what's best. But you know, if you've got someone that's serious about becoming a homeowner, taking that next step, they're going to take the necessary steps to make it happen. Some people may not, but for the most part, for the people that we have been giving that information to, they are taking it and making it to where they can become a homeowner. That's fair. You spoke about something else that's quote unquote, near and dear to us here on the show, which is making sure the consumer gets the information and educated in the process, because oftentimes they don't know. They're approaching real estate, purchasing real estate from stuff they saw on TikTok videos Mm. or things of that nature, which oftentimes is designed for entertainment, but not for actual information and education. And that's something that we run into. Possibly you'd be surprised at how many people we encounter now who want to do things in a real estate transaction that we can't do, but they they want to do it because they somebody on TikTok said that's what you're supposed to do. Like, wait a minute. No, that's not quite how that works. Be mindful of where we get our information because not all information technically is a good education. Yeah, or good information. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So it definitely creates some situations. It also has kind of fostered this environment. I don't know if you're seeing this or not, so this is definitely a question for you, but you've seen a lot of people that just seemingly are not fully committed to a transaction, committed to following the steps or the orders of the transaction, and in turn want to change the rule. Contracts are contracts. Contractual things are contractual items. Sometimes we've seen a lot of that recently where people want to breach that contractual agreement. Are you kind of seeing the same thing? I wouldn't say so much recently. I- I think with the changes that was done to the real estate contract, 
like two months ago or somewhere along that time frame has definitely made it, I think, a little bit more challenging for buyers just to, like I said, back out of it. There's more, I guess, skin in the game, I guess you could say, with the way the contract is now and you know, with having to have the termination fee and agreement and stuff like that. You know, I'm sure you're aware of those changes as well. So I think that has definitely helped reduce the amount of people that may or may not have been as committed you know, in the past. That's a fair assessment. I could agree with that. So as we've interviewed our loaning partners and such over the past several weeks or so, one thing that a conversation that we've been having has been along the lines of what was expectation? Obviously, if I had a crystal ball, I'd be laying up on a beat somewhere with my feet up because I'm hitting the lottery every day because I'm playing with numbers is winning because I already know what's coming if I had a crystal ball. And I'm pretty sure you're pretty close to the same. You'd probably be on a boat somewhere with the family or what have you. What is your general expectation like? I mean, obviously, we know that rates always change in the economy, but offhand, just kind of what do you think and how do you feel? about what you think may happen? Well, the days of the 2 and 3% rates, I mean, I definitely think that's behind us. So with where we're at now, you know, seeing the fives and sixes, I think that's just our new norm. So I think educating the consumer on that is definitely very important because I think some people are still in that previous mindset and, you know, we got to get past that. The good thing is, you know, there are definitely some options out there like a two-one buy-down you know, to where you know we can give someone lower payment you know for the first two years, especially if someone is not really looking at being in that property for a long period of time. That may be a good option for them to consider. But again, it comes back to what we talked about a little bit ago about just educating the consumer and letting them know upfront where we're at. I definitely think where we're at now is where we're going to stay for quite a while. I mean, again, nothing is for certain. Things could always change because, like you said, neither one of us have a crystal ball, so we can't really see too far ahead and, and to know what's going to actually transpire. But I think where we're at now, probably going to hold fast for a little while. Firstly, I don't see any major shifts up or down. I think it's going to kind of ride out a little bit where we're at, and we just got to do a better job at educating our clients. That is very true, Joe. We definitely do. I think part of it's slowing down to have the conversation. When I first got into the industry, I remember did everything on the go. It was you met with the folks, you talked, you spoke about, introduced them to, to agency and relationships and real estate. You put a purchase agreement in front of them and had them sign a purchase agreement as an offer to a seller without going through it in any great detail of giving them an opportunity or significant opportunity review. And now we are kind of, we found ourselves, at least in my opinion, from the last two, maybe three years, but definitely the last two years of kind of being really thrust back into that, doing things very quickly and not having the time to educate mm-hmm. the consumer on pros, cons, giving any type of advice. Sometimes people are trying to do things not because they know that's the best thing to do, but because they are just being told and instructed without any basis. So I definitely think there's an opportunity, as you may mention a few times in there, to better educate the consumer on the process so they have a better understanding of the undertaking. They know 
okay, this is what could happen. These are the risks that you take. However, these are rewards overall, and you figure out from there which direction you want to go. I don't think there's anything that we do that's basic. I mean, I think our day-to-day, you know, we always have challenges. Again, as you know, I mean, every day is something different, either in, in my world or in your world on, in that regard. But I think going back to you know, the fundamental basics of you know, what we do, and like you said, having a clear path to show the consumers clear steps and being there to help guide them through those steps is very important. And just going back to the basics, just creating a good, good basics. I guess I don't know what the right word would be here, but you know, just a good plan, you know, a good course of action is very important because yes, I mean, you got to be able to guide your clients through all of the ins and outs that for the most part, your probably biggest financial decisions, biggest purchases of their life. So you've got to be able to be there. You've got to help be a counselor, a mentor. You've got to be there in several different ways to make sure that they're getting what they want from you and from what you're trying to do. That's a very true statement. So Joe, for our listeners, Give us your contact information. How can our listeners get in contact with you? My cell number is 843-303-0543. My email address is kind of long, but I will give it to you. It's joseph.landingham at carolina1, and one is spelled out O-N-E. So joseph.landingham at carolina1mtg.com. Awesome. Awesome. So, Joe. At the end of our show today. So for our listeners, guys, y'all please reach out to Joe. Now he gave y'all his cell number. If you missed it, please go to our website, look for this episode. Please make sure you download, listen to it, and share it. And make sure that you reach out to Joe. Let's break Joe's phone. I mean, let's call him so much and ask him how you can become a homeowner. Let's make his day. All right. So Joe, thank you so much for being a part of the Exit Strategy Ready Show family. I appreciate you. Um, being here with us today, again, taking time out of your busy schedule in order to do so. Listeners, as we always say, guys, want to make sure that you take this information and let it be good information for you. Let it be something that you instill in you and that you share with others, not only for their benefit, but also for your growth and benefit as well. And as we always say to you, as we end today's show, guys, and you know what we're going to say to you, we love you. We love you. We love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in those streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.